Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. And Joe, training camp is right around the corner. In fact, rookie camp begins this week on Thursday. It's featuring a pair of rookie games against the Rangers prospects up at PPL Center in Lehigh Valley, uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, the home of the Phantoms. So a couple of rookie games to watch. Uh, Saturday's rookie game will be on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus. So if fans can't make it to PPL Center, they can watch it on air. Uh, so plenty to watch, plenty to discuss. So in the spirit of rookie camp, Joe, we're going to look at one forward and one defenseman that are really intriguing us most here among this group of rookies competing in camp. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So, Joe, let's get right into it. We'll start with forwards. Which forward on the roster is intriguing you most? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Noah Cates only because I, I think he is the one that's probably the closest to taking the next step. And, you know, he needs to prove that he's ready to take the next step. And we saw, I think, quite frankly, he might have been the most impressive of the young – I'm not including Cam York in the conversation here, but he might be, have been the most impressive of the young guys I think we saw last year. I felt like he came in and he made – impact on games he was he he was one of those guys where you felt like when the flyers had possession time he was right in the middle of the play all the time he was by the net making things happen so i kind of want to see where he's at i mean i know you're not going to learn a ton from him and necessarily in the rookie camp but it's a start um and you know i i do i think that he's going to be on the short list of guys if injuries happen that end up on this team right away. And, and, you know, I, I if not right out, if, if not, he's making the team out of camp. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, he would be the guy I'd be most intrigued by because I feel like he's already got, you know, half a step into the NHL door um, in the sense that not only has he have experience, but he has shown, signs that he belongs there already. And I'm not sure that many of the other guys that got a look last year really showed that much of a um, so, sort of like an I belong type of thing as much as Noah Cates did. So I'm going to be looking at him for sure in this rookie camp. Joe, myself and you had Noah Cates, I think, in our season opening lineup yes. uh, in, in, in our previous podcast. So, yeah, that tells you he he is certainly, I think, headlining – this rookie camp roster in my, in my mind too, because he's going to be pushing for a roster spot and it can't hurt to start in rookie camp to kind of show, Hey, you're one of the best guys among this group. You're going to, you're going to be pushing for the roster. You're going to be doing it in big camp as well. But rookie camp is a kind of chance to yeah, really show yourself and show that you're a little bit above the rest of the guys in the group. And Noah Cates, I think has that chance to do that. 
Yeah, if I remember if thinking back when we did the lineups, I believe I had Noah Cates on the wing on the second line in my yeah. lineup. And, you know, when you're going through the the, the stage or the, the rebuild or whatever you whatever the Flyers are kind of calling this stage that they're in now, I think this is the time when you can afford to experiment and find out if this is – is this guy a guy or is he just another guy, basically? And – that's why I had Noah Cates in my lineup. I, I feel like he's already shown promise to the point where he's got to get a look. And I'm not even saying a look with an NHL lineup. I'm saying a look in the upper part of the lineup. How does he play with the more dynamic players on this roster? So for sure, he is a guy to keep an eye on in the rookie camp. And, and I would say he's one of the guys to keep an eye on in the training camp. And, you know, we both had him in the opening night lineup, so yeah. um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on in this rookie camp for sure. And we had him in the lineup thinking of Joel Farabee not being in the lineup. Yes. He did not have Farabee because of his injury. We're not sure what Joel Farabee's status is right now, but it's believed that he he could miss some games earlier in the season. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see once training camp rolls around uh, next week, following week, uh, where Farabee is in terms of his injury status. But Case is going to be pushing, and the Flyers want to get younger. They say they want to look at some kids, and he's a guy that came up and, without a doubt, I think maybe opened the most eyes in, in all of the auditions that the Flyers had at the end of last season. Nine points in 16 games, five goals, four assists. He played up in the lineup. He played down the lineup. He killed penalties. Uh, veteran players liked playing with him. Coaches liked him. Uh, but I'm really intrigued to see what he can do in rookie camp. Can he kind of stand out among – uh, some of the rest of the rookies because we know we can compliment guys, but can he actually really stand out and kind of flash a little bit? Uh, I'll be intrigued. Yeah. And, and, you know, those numbers, the five goals in particular, uh, that is, that that's a decent amount of goals for a short amount mm -hmm. of games. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a guy that needs to play up in the lineup. If he has that scoring ability, you don't want to be playing this guy. You're not looking to play him with the Zach McEwen or, or, you know, on the fourth line. It's kind of like the way we talked about Morgan Frost, but Morgan has a lot to do with his size. Cates, it's more of, you know, you don't want to take a guy that can score goals and play him on the fourth line. Yep. You you want to play him with other create like dynamic players that can that he can set up and that can set him up and see what he brings. So that's why I think he's really the, the closest guy to being um you know, a regular in an NHL lineup and with Joel Farabee likely to miss games, it's kind of a perfect opportunity for him to slide into a scoring spot in the lineup. And, you know, the rookie camp's got to be the start. He's got to come out and say, you know, like you said, stand out. He's got to, he's not just got to be one of the better guys. He's really got to stand out and almost say with his play that he doesn't belong in that mix. He belongs in a, a step up. And that's I, I that's what I think I'm, I'll be looking for. Yeah. And for fans that want to see the rookie camp roster and want to see the schedule, you can see it on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. All the details are right there. For me, I'm going to say Tyson Forrester, Joe. I want to see where Forrester is. Where Forrester is, excuse me, after missing a lot of time last year because of shoulder surgery, he had that kind of freak shoulder injury where he was diving to keep a puck in the offensive zone dislocated his shoulder, had surgery, missed a large portion of the season. This is while he was at AHL affiliate Lehigh Valley. 
He ended up playing some junior hockey games back with his old club in Barry towards the end of the season, played in the playoffs. Uh, but according to Chuck Fletcher, he looked really good, but still was kind of getting his timing back. Maybe bit, maybe was a little rusty. I want to see where he is. And I'm, I'm really watching him because last year in rookie camp and development camp before that, I thought he was the best player. Uh, I thought he was head and, a, head and shoulders above a lot of the players there in development camp and rookie camp. He was really good in the rookie game up in New York. Uh, everything about him in the three-on-three tournament uh, within the Flyers prospects, he really shined in my opinion. So I want to see where he is. And I think if he's healthy and if he goes to Lehigh Valley this year, which we know he is, if, if he, as long as he doesn't make the big camp roster, which I don't think a lot of people are expecting him to, um, excuse me, he will be in he will be in big camp, but he has to make the big club roster, obviously, if he doesn't go to Lehigh Valley. And I think he's going to go down and score goals with the Phantoms and really push to maybe get back or get to the Flyers. Um, so I, I want to see where Tyson Forrester is. I want to see his health. I want to see him score some goals. I think he's going to be a guy, in my mind, among the four groups to really keep an eye on and, and uh, see what he can do. Yeah, we've seen some dynamic highlights come out of those – you know, on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms Twitter handle and things over the years with uh, the last with Forrester as he's played uh, up there. And then unfortunately had the injury, like you mentioned, um, but he would have been my next guy because I think he's probably the next closest guy uh, or the, and, and, and the organization has big expectations for him. So that, you know, that's another thing that, you know, you want to see, start to see those uh, become a reality. And, you know, uh, again, he needs to be a standout in this camp as well. And um, so I, I definitely have my eyes on him as well. Yeah, and to be as clear as possible, because I probably confuse people, he will be in, in big club training camp next week. But, of course, uh, he's probably projected to play with the Phantoms. He would really have to shine in the big club training camp to make the Flyers roster. But, again, he's, he's expected to go to the Phantoms, and he will be one of their better players down there and probably wanting and pushing – uh, for the Flyers. So we'll see where he is. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Well, Joe, we looked at a couple of forwards. Noah Cates, Tyson Forrester. Let's shift gears to defense. Which defenseman on the roster are you looking at most? So I'm going to go with Ronnie Adderd here because I think the organization's high on him. He played a lot at the end of last season, and he was pretty impressive, showed that he belonged, uh, I believe, with some of his play. Um, the problem is I don't think any of these guys project to make the roster yeah. out, of, um, out of camp, barring injury, because um, we went through this when we did the lineup with the defensemen, and the lineup would seem to be pretty set if you assume that Cam York is going to be with the big team, which I, at this point I don't think the Flyers can afford to not have Cam York with the big team, particularly with Ryan Ellis, uh, status unknown. Um, it seems the top four are dead set. Um, and then you don't bring Justin Braun back for him not to make the team. So that leaves really one spot, and that would probably be Cam York. But I do think Ronnie Adder is that extra defenseman. If they ever, if they dress extra defenseman, he would seem to be the closest guy, um, and they want to see him play. Now that's a little bit of a slippery slope because you want the guy to play and not be sitting in the press box for NHL games. So, kind of how they handle that is they do have a couple guys that have 
are veterans that are uh, lend themselves to being extra defensemen, like the Kevin Connaughtons and those type of type of guys. So um, I think Adder will end up with the Phantoms, um, but any injuries beyond the ones they already have, and I think Adder's the first guy to get the call. And I think uh, again, he's got to be a standout in this rookie camp to show that what we saw last year and and kind of the the strides he made playing uh, with the Flyers last season, later in the season, um, weren't a fluke and that, you know, he uh, he had, projects to be an NHL player. And I, I think that's the guy who is most um, capable of showing that at this point in time uh, on this rookie camp roster. When he signed his entry-level deal out of Western Michigan at last season, you know, he, he, came, he became one of the latest players to get an audition towards the end of the year. Obviously, the Flyers season was lost. And he seemed like he struggled his first two or three games. It looked like the NHL was a little bit bigger to him, obviously, than the college game. But then he got really comfortable. And I, th- I thought that that opened my eyes a little bit, that he was able to adjust, kind of collect himself, compose himself, and and then really put up some nice performances. So uh, I, I like him. He's a kid with some energy. Uh, he's always smiling. He's always competing. He's a great teammate. And big kid with a big shot, too. So I think there's a lot of promise there, some upside. And he told us at his end of the season press conference that his goal was to make the Flyers out of training camp. So I think it's good that he's shooting for the Flyers. His mindset is Flyers. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's probably one of the headliners among the defensive group, if not the biggest headliner in this rookie camp defensive group. Uh, A guy to certainly watch. And a guy that's going to bring energy and be fun to watch. If, if you're to me, if you're a fan and you're looking for exciting defensemen, watch Ronnie Adder because he's got size, he can shoot, and he plays with some spunk, some energy. So absolutely, Ronnie Adder. Yeah, Joe. I, 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 for the sake of uh, differentiating a little bit, I'm going to go Igor Zamula. I, I think he's a guy not to forget. I think the organization's still very high on Igor Zamula. Long, lanky kid. He's about six three. Needs to probably put on some more weight. I'm eager to see what his strength looks like. Everyone's always been telling him, gain strength, gain strength, live in the weight room. Uh, so I'm eager to see how big he is. Has he put on some muscle? Is he not as lanky as we've been uh, used to seeing him? But really smooth passer, sees the ice. He's a guy that definitely needs to grow his game in the defensive zone, but has all the upside offensively and puck moving ability. Uh, that's all there. Uh, so undrafted kid that the, that the organization found a little while ago. And I think going to be one of the probably top minute guys down in Lehigh Valley. They're going to really have him play a ton of minutes. And he's played with the Flyers already. He's had a couple games up here over the past two seasons. And a guy that if he's playing well down there and some injuries hit on the back end for the Flyers, Zamula will get a look. Uh, But I just think there's a lot of exciting upside in terms of his length, his ability to see the ice, pass, and – and really operate around the point. Uh, he'll, he'll be playing power play down there in Lehigh Valley and doing a lot of offensive things. So I'm going to see Igor Zamula. Uh, I think he's a guy not to forget. I think we have kind of started to forget Zamula a little bit with the Cam Yorks and the Ronnie Adders. Uh, and obviously Travis Sanheim has kind of blossomed last year. So we, we kind of forget, I think, Zamula a little bit. I think he's a guy to watch. Yeah, um, and, and when he played last year, he was in the middle of stuff right in the games that he played Um, sticking up for teammates, being in the middle, not being afraid to be in the, you know, get into the physical areas of the, of the game and, and sort of mix it up. And 
that to me always shows a guy that says, I want people to remember that I was here. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to blend in. And that's always a good sign because you, I feel like a lot of the conversation and, and when we're in the, you know, in the newsroom during games, we talk about like a lot of the conversations start with, have you noticed fill in the blank? And when you don't notice a guy, that's not good. And Zamula, we noticed last year. And, and I, I feel that way about all the guys we've mentioned here. Um, and quite frankly, in the past, when we've talked about Morgan Frost, we've frequently said we don't notice him enough. And, you know, it's it's not rocket science. It's it's hockey. So you know, and and we're not. Neither of us are claiming to be experts. But the old eye test, the eye test usually doesn't lie. And noticing a guy versus not noticing a guy usually pans out to you know forecast some other things. So and and, and Zimula, Zimula was noticeable, and not just for his size, but you know, for the way he played, the way he stuck up for his teammates, as I mentioned, and sort of was willing to get in there. And, you know, for a guy that he could have been up for one game, got in there, mixed it up, and then got sent back down. So really, I mean, to to kind of put yourself out there for, for a one-game stint or a, a few-game stint or really not knowing how long you were going to be up – that's impressive to me from, from, from young kids. And, and, and quite frankly, a lot of young, these young kids who have been told they're great until every moment of their career, until they get to the NHL and then it becomes, well, this is a big step. You said you had mentioned, uh, I think about Ronnie Adderd struggling in his first few games. Yeah. That's probably one of the few times he's struggled playing hockey until that point in time. Yeah. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that separates the, the the guys that are big time guys from the guys that are just guys and you know uh, Zamula showed no hesitation to get himself in the middle of everything and if you're the Flyers you have to like that that was your first impression so he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on absolutely and we've had coaches rave about his ability and his composure I've had players tell me how intrigued they are by this kid's game. Claude Giroux talked highly of him, said Provorov came up to him during their first camp that they ever saw him and said, Zamola looks pretty good. Who is this kid? Matt Niskanen, when he was here for a year, a guy that's won a Stanley Cup, really good defenseman, spoke very highly on the upside of Igor Zamola. Uh, so the, the upside's all still there. I think everyone knew it would be a bit of a project because he's a really thin kid and he's undrafted. But I think one thing on Wednesday when they had their official – uh, physicals before they actually get on the ice Thursday is uh, the Flyers are going to be looking closely at Igor Zamola's weight and they're going to have that number circled and see okay how much did he grow how much muscle did he put on what do we need to do with him now this year uh, that I don't think you always probably fixate on a guy's weight when they come in for a physical Zamola's the guy they're probably going to look at that weight very closely but he will also be trying to impress new defensive coaches with the Flyers obviously uh, new assistant coaches and Rocky Thompson, who's going to oversee the, pow- the power play in the forwards, and then Brad Shaw, the defenseman, and, and the penalty kill. These coaches are getting a clean slate with all of these guys. You know, they, they don't know the majority of these players. So here's Amula, uh, a kid with a lot of ability, um, offensive upside, a chance to impress these new coaches, introduce himself uh, in rookie camp. I think rookie camp is the best time to do it. They're 
you know, it's two games. It's two ga- two days on the ice in practice and then two games. And everyone knows games are the best way to make an impression. So I think rookies should really be uh, salivating at these games. Take advantage of these games where you can uh, make an impression and uh, on the people that are watching up top. Uh, so it's a mullah for sure. Yeah, so, Jordan, I wanted to ask you, what what are your expectations for the rookie camp as it with it being the first time we see players on the ice with this coaching staff set up by John John Tortorella and just in terms of the atmosphere do you expect there to be a whole different feel in that building when guys are on the ice I know it's not the full team but this is the first first kind of it's the first hockey activity yeah um team like san- team sanctioned activity yeah. under this new regime with John Tortorella. So what what do you think? What are you expecting? Do you expect it to have a different feel? Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what drills and type of things they do because I would imagine John Tortorella is going to put his imprint on it. I don't think he'll be on the ice, and I don't expect the assistant coaches for the for the big club to be on the ice. Uh, maybe they they come out a couple times, uh, but I have a feeling they'll they'll be evaluating, watching from up top. But you would have to think Tortorella is overseeing it and also saying, I want this done. I want to see this. Should we do that? I'm sure he's trusting the guys that were already in-house that typically run these rookie camps. But at the same time, I'm sure he wants to see some things. Uh, So I expect the energy to be high. And I just think everyone is going in with a a refreshed mindset and maybe a little bit of a nervous mindset. Because, again, it's, it's all new faces. Like there's no there's nothing from before that you could say, hey, well, I did really well last rookie camp or I had a really nice season last year in Lehigh Valley and they know about that. Like, no, these, you know, the main guys that are going to be making decisions on the coaching staff are all new. So I think everyone's got some eagerness to it. And I think you're just going to see a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of kind of prove it mentality within the camp. There's two practice days, Thursday and Sunday, and then the two games Friday and Saturday. Again, you can catch the schedule on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. Uh, but I think the two games, Joe, up at PPL Center will certainly be worth watching. I think there will be uh, a lot of evaluation from the Flyers and kids trying to make an imprint. Yeah, I was thinking that kind of knowing the way John Tortorella is, I, I would bet that he's probably got a couple guys picked out that are in this camp that mm-hmm. he thinks are that he can get more out of and maybe see some things that maybe we don't see or we don't know about. And he'll zero in on those guys and – um, so I, I'm ex- I'm expecting to hear, um, and that 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 that's say good and bad. I'm not just saying that he's going to go pump a guy's tires up because he feels like it. I'm saying I think he's going to zero in on a couple of guys because we I know he does that. Um, he's done it in all of his different stops. So I'm I'm interested to see his style and and then kind of what he says after the practices and then of course training camp. I think we're gonna. We're going to hear um, it's going to be no holds bar, I think, with um, with some of these players. If he's not liking the, what he sees from certain guys, I think he's going to tell the media. Um, if he's liking what he sees from guys, I think he's going to tell the media. I think it's going to be honest and it's going to be um, it's going to be different than what we've been accustomed to the past number of years. Um, you know, Elaine Vigneault was. He did it, but he did it in a sort of subtle, 
non-aggressive type of way. And then, of course, when Dave Haxtell was here, I felt like he didn't say much of anything about a player, positive or negative, and kept very close to the vest. So um, I'm looking forward to that and and hearing um, this coaching staff sort of break down um, the roster and individual players. Yeah, Lane Vigneault always pushed tempo. Like his training camps were tough. I mean, they were condition based, and what they what what made them tempo was during before practice they went over things and broke down the practice to the players in advance in terms of okay we're doing this first that second this third. So when there was a break to say we're done this drill, they got right into the second drill and then right into the third. So there's very little downtime, very little stoppages. Uh, they'll teach when they needed to teach, but Vigneault was very, he was very calculated in time of practice, like to the minute, to the second. So it was tempo and the conditioning was tough. He pushed guys, but yeah, you know, in front of the media, he, I think was a little bit more reserved. You know, he really had a routine and did his thing. John Terrell is going to push things too. I think you're going to see a ton of tempo and I think you're going to see a lot of emotion from him. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he's even going to talk to these rookies probably before camp. I'm sure he's going to have, um, they probably have something scheduled where Tortorella is going to address the rookies and probably set a standard and tell them let's get to work and, uh, and time to, and time to impress time to time to do things that the Flyers should be doing. So, uh, yeah, plenty, plenty to watch and it's going to be fun. It's going to be refreshing to see some new faces on the coaching staff and really them trying to build this new culture here. And I, you know, technically it really starts with rookie camp. It's the first official practices and uh, where the evaluation truly, truly begins. So we'll be keeping tabs on all of it, but it was fun to talk about it here on the Flyers Talk podcast. Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. We'll have plenty more coming up. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk to you next time.